Hey everyone, it is Kiddush Club, News for Jews. We're back with another episode, bringing you what's going on around the world. That is correct. And uh, I'm very excited because we're actually uh, going to be releasing very soon. A much-requested guest has now come back to the cast. It's the return of yeah, Rabbi Shalom Greenspan. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. Yes. So you got to stay tuned, check with us, join our WhatsApp group so that you know when the episode comes back or subscribe with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever, wherever you hear your podcasts. also want to give a shout-out to Chaim Medical Resource, who has been helping Jews navigate the medical world in whatever issue that they have. And Chaim Medical Resource is growing, and I believe they just opened up a Sephardic division, so that's nice to hear. But anyway, check them out, cmresource.org, and uh, you can follow them there. What do you have on tap? We got a few flavors on tap this week. Let me hear it. <laughs> so I think we got to, I mean, we did say we were going to talk about this last time, and so I, I kind of feel like we have to. I know you're going to make a face, and you're not going to want to talk about it. What is it? The Aguda released the website. The website. Their response to the New York Times never-ending terrible covering. Of I think the it's not necessary. Community. It's just not necessary. What's not necessary? Covering it or them making the website? Okay. Let's just talk about covering it for a second. I mean, I don't think anybody that's listening is like anti-yeshiva. And and is, and if you are anti-yeshiva, I don't think you're getting convinced by the Agudah's article. How about that? No, it's not an article. So they actually... point-by-point point, uh, rebuttal. No, no. It's not just... Point, so, so I... So I said they were going to do a point-by-point rebuttal. In fact, what they did was they released an entire website. Pretty impressive, I have to say. Uh, and it wasn't what I expected. So this is by the Aguda, right? But it, but they have, like, for example, like the whole website is is like trying to show, like, this is what Jews really are. Can don't, I see? Don't Can I see? The, Can you turn the, the screen? Times. Knowus.org? That's what Knowus. it's called? Knowus.org. I yeah. like that name. Yeah. So, so correcting the record about yeshivas and Hasidic and orthodox Jewish communities. Yes. I'm just reading from the screen. Yes. And so, so see, first of all, the, the, so this Get to Know Us page is very interesting. First of all, they, they link to uh, a whole bunch of YouTube videos, and I've seen this guy before. He's some guy that goes goes around. Is his name Peter something? Yes, Peter Santanello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen his videos. Yeah. And he, like, he, go, he goes around Borough Park, and he goes around, you know, different areas, and he, like, in, engages with... Hasidic Jews and, and he does and, that with every culture. Yes. Yeah. So they have a whole bunch of videos from him. I, I, I think I saw one where he goes for a Shabbos meal at someone's house. Right. I don't. Re- I don't recall that. Yeah. Here it is. It's right here. Sh- Shabbos Shabbat dinner. dinner. Yeah, Shabbat yeah. dinner. Yeah. There it is. So I, I was pretty surprised. I mean, the Aguda for many years didn't even have a website. Zero. Zero web presence in accordance with, you know, I guess the Gedolim that are that that Paskin ice for. But now they have this whole website, and I guess, I guess, I mean, it's time to jump on the bandwagon. You can't just sit in the dark forever. I guess, I guess, you know, it's important. Obviously, right, you see how important, important it is. Exactly, exactly. Right? So I think, I think that's really where they're coming from. But I have to say, they did a good job. It's great, but they're not really responding to any article per se. Well, they are. They are. If you, if you, you have to go through the tabs. I mean, look, here it is. What does it say? Scroll up. 
please stop attacking our communities. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says it straight out. The New York Times has leveled a barrage of outrageous attacks recently on our Hasidic and Haredi or ultra-Orthodox communities. These articles present a grossly distorted picture of our yeshivas and our way of life. They disparage our way of life writ large, everything from the way we educate our children, handle marriage, divorce, and custody disputes, and even the way we support our families while holding fast to our faith and traditions. I have to well, say, said, th- that sounds like ChatGPT. <laughs> was for sure. <laughs> but I have to say, I like this website. It looks I'm really well you, done. I'm telling you. That's what I'm trying to. That's why I brought it up. It's done really well. It's informative. Like you go to the Get to Know Us page. It says uh, in big double New York City anti-Semitic attacks, 12 New York Times articles against Orthodox Jews in three months. I didn't know it was 12. But how are they getting the word out about the website? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like us. Us. We're doing it. Okay. I'll do it. Guys, visit knowus.org. Yeah, yeah. Check them out. And so that's the story there. <laughs> In other news, I want to jump to Israel for a minute because I, just, I, I don't know why, but for some reason this past week, a lot of Israel stuff just keeps popping up on my feeds. And um, some of them good, some of them regular. Like this first one. So the ugliest building in the world ended up being a building in Batyam in Israel. And the entire social media decided that this is the ugliest building in the world. And can I see? Can I see? Can I see? Here it is. And we're going to post this in our, in the WhatsApp group. If you want to know what the ugliest building looks like, check it us check us out on WhatsApp. It's pretty bad, but you know what? It looks like a building in like Nebrak. It doesn't like I wouldn't know if I had to guess where this is. I would say this is Nebrak. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same. And then the article says something like it's it's really like an old Soviet design. Which makes sense, right? You see, it looks like that old. Well, Soviet there's a lot of windows boarded up, and like air conditioning units, like haphazardly scattered <laughs> yeah. throughout the <laughs> facade of the building. It's not. It really. It's not pleasing to the eye at all. And look how many cell towers they have on the top. Look Which, at that. Uh, what do those even do? That gives you your signal. That but, gives everybody signals. Are you saying they rented out that space yeah. to the mobile providers? Yes. Interesting. If you drive around any city, you'll see th- any tall. You know, building, whatever, you'll see these up there. And whenever they come to put them, a lot of the residents flip out like, oh, it's causing cancer, you're causing cancer. Yeah, there's a big debate about that still. I don't know if there's a debate. I, th- I think it's I, a I conspiracy think theory. Just, yeah. I think it's a conspiracy theory. But anyway, there's nothing like inherently ugly about the building. It's not, an, it, it's just, it's not well kept. It looks like it reminds me of like a person's face. That has really bad teeth, right? Okay, <laughs> right. You see, I can that? hear that. Yeah, that? because because the windows are really yeah. all. It's really disgusting. Yeah. That is the world's ugliest building. But in other Israel news, so the official newspaper, one of the official newspapers of the Palestinian Authority, is called Al Hayat Al Jadida. So they published an interview with a village elder, a Palestinian village elder, who claims that. Israel is training cattle to spy on them. Hmm. Not the worst idea. (laughs) These are recruited and trained cattle. This is a quote. These are recruited and trained cattle as on the neck of each cow they hang a medallion with an eavesdropping and recording device on it and sometimes cameras. That's what I'm saying. It's not the worst idea. Imagine that they are really doing that. Okay. But they also claim that they also are training them. Israeli livestock is being trained for espionage. According to a report by Palestinian Media Watch. (laughs) And they're claiming that settlers release herds of wild boars to destroy Palestinian crops. And so this is so this is the news that we bring you. If you were to listen to a podcast in, uh, I don't know, Gaza, (laughs) this would sound very different. 
they would probably be confirming the stereotype. Welcome to another episode of Gaza Gazette. <laughs> In today's news, we found another cow that is spying for Israel. Mah ismo. <laughs> we put him down. We kill him. First the sharks, then the birds, and now this. <laughs> Do you think people actually believe this? Like the people in Gaza, like they're, they're reading that and like, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds about right. I think there's so much propaganda that you can't, you can't know. I, if you would live there, you would believe the same things about Israel. Because how can you be just bombarded on the daily and not have it seep into your subconscious? It's just the way things are. It's just the way human beings are built. But cattle? Really? <laughs> what would it take? For- <laughs> Think about it. There's a closed circuit. There is no outside information. No, it's not true. They have internet. They do. But, you know, again, when it comes to their surrounding, like, who's going to know better about their village than the people running it or the people informing them of what's happening? I hear that. Well, in a follow-up story, more news out of Israel. You remember that story about the guy, um, Haliwa? Remember the guy, the Lebanese, who, the Lebanese guy who was a Muslim. And sure, he, he, he married, married a girl. Sparty girl, and so it it was reported at the time, but it was being discussed, but it wasn't ever confirmed. But now uh, Yeshiva World had a whole article on this, and so now I got a lot more of the details. So if you remember, this guy married this girl. He seemed to be a very from guy, great guy, everything. She found his Lebanese passport, and then they found stuff online. Turned out he was from a Muslim did they, family. Did she find a gun? No. There was never a no gun. Guns. No Just guns. a Lebanese passport. Just a Lebanese passport. Okay. But I mean, she would have a right to know if, if somebody, if, you know, if her chassan had dual citizenship and she had no clue. Well, he didn't have dual. He was just Lebanese. Oh, just that's it. <laughs> He's Lebanese. Not even. No. Lebanese, not Jewish. Uh, I mean, he was living as a Jew, keeping mitzvahs or whatever. So, I mean, according to him. And uh, so Besdin and Brooklyn actually nullified their marriage. Uh, annulled it, I should say. That's the correct word. But then it came out that he was actually Jewish. So he claimed that his, I believe, great-great-great-grandmother, no, his great-grandmother was a Jewess, I'm reading from the Yeshiva World article, named Sarah Dweck, who ran away from her family and married a Muslim. He well, underwent- this is a real problem. Isn't this crazy? No, it's a problem halakhically. it gets crazier. He underwent genetic testing, which proved that he did have Jewish ancestry. And then he also was Megayer, Lechumra. And... Okay, wait, but that wait. has no bearing. Let's just talk about that wait, for a second. let's get the rest of the story. Go, out. go. He goes to a court in Israel, and he tells them this, and he says... Well, he, he consistently wants to get back with her, right? So he tells the court in Israel, I'm actually Jewish, so that annulment is not valid. Now, that Besdin calls the Brooklyn Besdin. Apparently, they sorted between them, but this Besdin, the, the Israeli one, contacted his grandmother they spoke to his mother's mother who did confirm that her mother was sarah dweck who married a muslim now they all consider themselves muslim his grandmother says i'm muslim totally like nothing to do with judaism but she says yes my mother was jewish so now his mother's mother his mother's mother's mother was jewish he's jewish wow so they this is a nightmare of a case nightmare it's the case that never never goes away no because if look when they're uh, when they annul the marriage, you can do that because it's like a mekachtoyis. It's it's like right. it, it was false pretenses. Completely. That's that's why I married you. I was completely, you know, I was completely fooled. So so that's not a marriage. But if it comes out that she wasn't fooled, that he really is a Jewish man, 
then that marriage really stays. Yes. It which took it, effect. Which was the problem, exactly. So then... Uh, I wonder... Rav, Z- Rav Zavadya Cohen, the head of the Bezdin over there, so he came in and eventually it says that they were able to, I guess, convince him to give her a get and he gave her a get. Now, obviously, the young lady doesn't want to get because now, you know, she now can't... she's divorced. Right. She can't marry She's Kayan. limited, right. right. She exactly. can't get... She exactly. can't marry a client. Right. And... I'm reading between the lines here of this article. It seems like it wasn't the most smooth sailing get giving. Well, he ever doesn't want to be divorced from right, her, right? So, right, and he holds the reins. But you know how it works in Israel. If a woman wants to get divorced and a guy won't divorce her, they will not let you leave the country. You're trapped there. Really? Yes. And that's what they well, did. Who to enforces him. that? The court. Really? Yeah. And that's it. They like take your passport. Cannot or something. get away. Yes. Wow. Yep. That's what they do. And so, yeah. So. If anyone's looking to get a get, <laughs> trick him to go to Israel. Go to Israel. Trick him to go there. Be like, oh, we're making a bar mitzvah this so year. So that's it. This story is over then. I'm like, but my son's 22. We're if, going to Israel. If he gave a get, this story's over. Yes. So that's it. I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's over now. They also, the family of the girl, removed the restraining order that they had against him. And yeah, it ends. the article ends by saying the painful case finally came to an end. So I guess that's good news for everybody. I guess he'll move on. And he he's a Gert Sedek, I guess, right? Not really. You you're telling Why? me that he his if his great great grandmother is Jewish, he's not really a Ger. He converted just Lachumra, just right. Right. in case, right? In case great grandmother is telling a lie, right? I, I anyway, think, I'm a Jew. No, but I think it does work that way. When you have even if you have a great grandmother who's Jewish, when you have generation after generation who are saying we're goyim, we're and they're living that way. I think we say it's like a chazaka that they're not Jewish anymore, even if you, you can't, find that, that doesn't work. I think it does. I don't think so. So yeah, so I guess I guess I mean either he's a full fledged Jew by birth or he's a ger tzedek, but either way, I guess we wish him the best. You remember right? when this broke though? Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. We have an episode about yeah. it where like we were recording when it just was happening. Yeah, we thought about having him on. Remember? Sure. But he was on. He was on Jewish programs, like right. saying his story and what happened. Yes, and yes. Such interesting content. You want to have him on? No. <laughs> okay, moving on. In positive news, Israeli startup company Air has been test flying its first flying car, which for me is really, I get excited over that with all this talk of, you know, all these self-driving cars, whatever. We're still we're still stuck in traffic every day. Flying car. Now that gets me excited. I don't see how it's ever going to work. I know there was so much talk about flying cars, and we thought like by twenty twenty three we would definitely have cars flying all over the place. Like you wouldn't even recognize what twenty three. You know, I would be very happy not to be driving in traffic. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I oh, mean, oh, you if mean it's with AI, the as long, Tesla, if I could take a nap while sitting in traffic and not have to think about it I'm happy I don't need a flying car but imagine you could fly yeah I just don't see how it's ever going to really work there would have to be so much regulation okay they'll do it you see a future where cars are flying around yes for sure for sure yeah I don't know I can't even imagine this but what is this a helicopter like a helicopter car here it is play the video so um, the future is electric. We see it on the road. I now we hear. see it in the sky. We saw it in drones. This is uh, actually the, the next step in evolution. Um, and and this what we have here is a very special vehicle. Not only because it's electric, but it's also very easy to maneuver and handle. 
Uh, we have a very special uh, flight control system that, which enables uh, you, you can just sit in it and after 15 minutes starts flying. Of course, there needs to be a course, there needs to be a pilot, uh, but we are aiming to a sports pilot, not a commercial pilot, which means somewhere in the range of 20 to 25 hours of practice. Uh, not very far from a regular car, car license. Uh, so it's not that the future is electric, it's the present and it's here. That's the Air One. Uh, you can also order it, www.airev.aero. Uh, just click the, the pre-order button. So it looks kind of like a drone, right? It's got the four quadcopter. Uh, so I guess it keeps it very stable. And 20, 25 hours of practice, that's that's nothing. But I love how that's he's... not nothing. I'm not doing 25 hours 25 of... 25 hours of, of practice? Of, Big deal. Of practicing driving now? You have to get a new license? Big deal. These flying cars are not flying cars. They're just little planes. Little drones. They're little drones, little <laughs> yes. airplanes, whatever yes. it is. Yes, so it's, I, it's not practical. I think it's practical. It's not practical for society to undergo uh, training in a new device like this is great if you live on a ranch somewhere and you have like like a hundred acres of property and you need to get from one side to the other side it's great it beats a golf cart right no let's say you're living in like a rural you know yeah and you want to go visit your friend and you you have nothing better to do than to take 25 hours of training on a, on, no, and on that, a flying you, car you have the license forever it's great, but again, you, it's it, it's not practical for use in city settings. It's nice when you have like the country life. Okay, well, I happen to like the video specifically because the CEO who's in the video, like this is like a really professional video. We'll post it on our WhatsApp, and it's like really professional. But the CEO is just like playing it so Israeli, so cool, and he's like, eh, "Go to the website. I don't know what it is." <laughs> you know, like he didn't. It's almost like he's not prepared he said, for it. He said the website. I know, name. but he like he's like. Eh, the website you can go uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being harsh no it's just it's just so Israeli you know you know what just hit the pre-order just order it who cares just buy it 150,000 how much is it 150,000 wow that's not there's cars that are that much a yeah. Tesla a Tesla S Plaid is like what 125 I don't know I'd rather this Versus a Tesla Plaid. All right, let's move on to the United States. There's a lot going on in the United States. A lot. A lot. Well, the breaking, the, the, the latest breaking news are the classified documents that they found in one of Biden's former think tank offices. If this is not karma, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's like he was like really blasting Trump when, they, when, when it not came to him. him everybody. everybody. And now all of a sudden it's Biden with these documents that he shouldn't have. And Yeah, so I was reading on CNN. And of course, CNN in the article, in the middle of the article, there's like this big infographic. I'll show it to you. So in the article covering it, they put a huge infographic in the middle of the article comparing Joe Biden and Donald Trump because God forbid they could report on it and make sure, like, not push their agenda. Like, no, Trump is worse. Trump bad. Trump bad. So, but one thing... They- so they're comparing Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Classified documents found under Joe Biden. It's it's under 12 total. Some top secret. He is cooperating. Lawyers found and alerted archives. Versus Donald Trump, who had 160 plus secret. 60 top secret. Under investigation for obstruction. And FBI searched after ignored subpoena. Now, I would – so already you you see it's very clear that they're trying to – as you're reading this article about Joe Biden, they're like, whoa, 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 but don't worry. 
He's not nearly as bad as Trump, but right. what they leave There's out- There's a slant. There's a clear slant. Clear slant. And what they left out of this- But is this true? How is this it not is true. true? No, it's true. But they left out some other details. Like, I'll give you, for example, Joe Biden was vice president. Donald Trump was president with the power to declassify anything at will. Joe Biden does not have that power, did not have that power. So Trump is saying, I declassified this information. Joe Biden is saying nothing. Also, they found you these, he had no power to declassify he didn't stuff. Have, exactly. Interesting. Also, they found this at a think tank, like like one of these groups that does like research and that kind of thing. That means basically that Joe Biden was sharing this information with them. Trump, they found it in a locked room. And there's not even any claim that Trump was sharing it with anybody. Here, it generally seems that Biden was sharing this information. CNN leaves that out conveniently. So just so you know. There's always a slant. If you say it, it must be true. I mean, <laughs> how am I supposed to buy what you're selling? Well, you don't believe my facts? I, yeah. Where well, are you okay. getting your facts Vice from? Vice President, can he declassify? I would think not. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> would, like he's only the Vice President. Right, he can't. He has no real job. He can't. And as far as where they found it, here. I would like to run a think tank one day. <laughs> what, would, what would you be, <laughs> what would you be uh, I don't know. researching? I don't know. It's like I just imagine people just thinking, like concentrating all day long in an empty room. And now, by the way, just to show you, CNN's not the only one. If you just do a Google search for Biden top, top secret documents, and then you have NBC. Biden classified docs versus Trump classified docs. They can't talk about it without bashing Trump first. Well, I, I want to know, like, how do you know that what you're saying is real? The, the only one you're asking about is the think tank, right? So I'm going to show it to you. Here you go. Here's a Reuters article. Good enough? Okay. Classified documents from Biden's vice presidency found at Think Tank. Does it, that, am I telling the truth now? Yes. Thank you. Well, because it's Reuters. I mean, and it's not like they're on the right either. Exactly. Exactly. So so that was one thing that happened. Um, another thing that happened, as you know, we now have a new speaker, Speaker of the House. Uh, wait, I want to th- say I know his name. Kevin I, McCarthy. It took you way too long. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like loading. <laughs> so I, I'm... I'm just annoyed at how, until we had him as speaker. First of all, it took him 15 times to get there. Okay. 15 votes. Okay, who cares? Well, the, the media and the Democrats made it like the world was coming to an end. Like, oh, there's no speaker. Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't the Republicans embarrassed? Everyone's embarrassed, embarrassed, embarrassed. I, had a, I was in a, a, a WhatsApp chat with uh, some family members. Here we go again. <laughs> And so, like, one of them who's, like, really on the right, and he's like, this is so embarrassing. And at first I was like, yeah, it's embarrassing. My initial reaction was, yeah, it is embarrassing. Then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, wait, what is embarrassing? What, what about it is embarrassing? That you have not everyone is in lockstep with everybody else? That there are some people who have a differing opinion, and they're like, hey, we don't think that we're not just going to go along with the pack. We want changes. Like, why is that embarrassing? That's not embarrassing. That's democracy. Right, I suppose. Like, what's embarrassing about it? But, but the, was, media the media portrayed it. The media portrayed it. Exactly. Like the world was coming to an end. Hakeem Jeffries, who was going to be the Democratic speaker if they if they had won the House, he came out and he's like, this is could be a national security emergency. It's like, you were just on vacation for a month. What are you talking about? There was Congress was out of session. They do it all the time. And it was, it was what, three, four days, five days? What was it? I don't even know anymore. Like, it wasn't the end of the world. And... You want, you want to talk about, like, serious... Look at what goes on in Israeli politics. Look at what goes on in politics around the world. And Look what's going on in Brazil. 
look what's going on in Brazil, which they also blame on Trump, by the way. Every article talks about how that they they, they wink, wink that, that they're inspired by January 6th. There is no American article that covers what's going on in Brazil that doesn't equate it to January 6th. None. Well, monkey see, monkey do. Oh, come on. You think it would have happened if not for the January 6th? Yes. It's like they got the idea from this. Yeah, because there's been no other. Because <laughs> that worked so well. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right. But I want to play for you. But just... wait, when it comes to the Speaker of the House, he got up and he said he's repealing this IRS 85,000 new agents. You saw that? Yes. That's what they want to do. First order of business. 87,000. They actually had the vote and they repealed it. The vote already was voted on. Right. It was the first thing I they just did. feel bad for these poor IRS agents. They were like gearing up for work, <laughs> like buying new suits. <laughs> and they're like, oh, sorry, you're out of a job well, before hate, it even starts. I hate to uh, burst that bubble, but it's got to get through the Senate, which it will not get through. So, Always raining on the parade. <laughs> sorry. Always. <laughs> sorry. I want to play for you just, just an, as an example to contrast our Congress Let's look at the UK Parliament. Here's a clip of Boris Johnson's final appearance as leader. Let's watch a little bit of it or listen to it. Now, bear in mind, this is their House of Parliament that you're hearing. Shut up a minute. I will not tolerate such behaviour. If you want to go out, go out now. But if you stand again, I will order you out. Make your mind up. Either shut up and get out. <laughs> this reminds me of fifth grade. Easily. Okay? Easily. Now, this is embarrassing. Okay? You see this, this is embarrassing, right? This is not democracy. This is. It's a circus. It's a circus, right. Like, really? Like, because a bunch of people said we're not voting? And here's another one for you. This is Liz Truss, the new prime minister, again in Parliament. Mr. Speaker, last week the prime minister ignored every question put to her. Instead, she repeatedly criticised Labour's plan for a six-month freeze on energy bills. This week, the Chancellor made it her policy. How can she be held to account when she's not in charge? Mr. Speaker... Our policy is to protect the most vulnerable for two years. But I, I had to take the decision, because of the economic situation, to adjust our policies. I am somebody who's prepared to front up. I'm prepared to take the tough decisions. Unlike the honourable gentleman who hasn't done anything on businesses, he's done nothing to say he'll protect people after. This this is way different. It doesn't even sound like. But you just don't like the crowd joining in, like cheering. You yeah. don't like the cheers. Yeah, you get her. <laughs> and then she's like, unlike the honorable gentleman who's a horrible person and should die a miserable death. Like this to me, you know. And this is like the regular situation. Like this is not breaking news in England. Like oh my right. god. No, that's that's this is the debate. Yeah, and, it's and, spirited. Yes, quite spirited. Okay, which you have to appreciate. Versus us, did you watch any of the votes being taken? Because I did. I didn't. Okay. I did see somebody almost hit somebody else. There was one time when Matt gets abstained, and the final vote 
and another congressman uh, they like held lunched, him back. He lunched, he for, lunched him. for him. He lunched for him. I don't know what they said, but he lunched for him. Yeah, okay. But if you watched any of the votes or listened to any of the votes, it was super boring. There was nothing to them. This is just a regular Sunday, Monday in the UK. I reckon if I was English, I'd probably go into government. This looks like fun. It does. Meanwhile, in Ireland, you had two members of parliament there who had two bags of excrement thrown at them. So, yeah, that's a little embarrassing. But having a vote on the House floor, that's not embarrassing. So get over it, people. You know what else is embarrassing? How about a, a congressman, a Democratic congressman, who was sworn in on a Superman comic? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Robert oh, Garcia. Instead of a Bible? So apparently, so I, I thought it was just the, the comic. So there was a Bible, and then he put a, a, a Superman comic book under it. Superman number one comic. He's a, apparently a very big comic fan. Yeah. Okay. That's sounds embarrassing. Like a, yeah, sounds like a dad joke. That's a little embarrassing. That, that's just You're not going to hear about that. You're only going to hear about, oh, there's no speaker. This is so embarrassing. Give me a break. Before we move on, did you ever hear of an Amazon scam called brushing? Should I lie or should I tell the truth? I would appreciate the truth, please. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like saying I don't know because I, I feel like that's my job. <laughs> to know. So, I- so Ellie Langer of Kosher Money, he came out today and he was saying that his mom was getting just unsolicited Amazon packages, like with expensive things, like monitors, uh, like like gifts. Like they didn't know where this is coming from. Tell me more. <laughs> so I'm looking at it again, and and his in-laws have gotten eight times this year high-quality, expensive things: a bike rack, a stereo, why a, a a a monitor, like like fancy stuff. What could it be possibly be trying to so do? So he reached out, like on his status, and be like, "Does anybody know what's happening?" And then people started to chime in and be like, "Yeah, this happened to me. This happened to me." We started getting expensive items, and apparently, it's like a scam known as brushing, where they'll take available addresses. And they'll just, like, these new companies, sorry, will start sending things to whatever addresses they can find whoa, 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 whoa. On, on the internet. Uh, wh- who, who's sending it? Okay, so if you start a new company, right? Let's say you want to just start making monitors, right? Okay, great. You're, you're starting an electronics company. Now, you want to sell on Amazon, but you have zero reviews, right? So who's going to buy from you? If I see zero reviews on an item, you know what I do? Move to the next item. Because I need reviews. I need to know okay. that there are at least four and a half stars by at least a hundred people. So give a coupon, a, you know, a fifty percent off, eighty percent off coupon. So, but then you have to get people to buy. Give so eighty percent off coupon lightning deal. Well, apparently they're not doing that, and what they are doing it's is sending, sending it for out free? to random people for free, creating an Amazon account. And then leaving a review for the product. Does that make sense? They're leaving the review? Yeah, they're leaving their oh, own review. They're creating an account, they're, right. shipping it to you. Right. And then, they, so then, and then Am- they're going to write the review right, for themselves. Because it's FBA. It's fulfilled by Amazon. So Amazon knows that they're shipping it. It's a, it's a qualified, verified pur- right. purchase. And then they write the review. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Do you, you want add, people yeah. to send you stuff? Send me all the stuff. 
Better yet, send me free stuff. I'll write a nice glowing review. <laughs> so, so they sent they. You know, you have to contact Amazon when that happens because it could be a few but you things. Have to send it back? No, you get to keep it. You get to keep no, it. No, you get to keep it. Yeah, they got to keep it. Nice. And it's like. You have to contact Amazon and say, hey, I'm getting stuff and I shouldn't be getting – like I didn't order this stuff. Because it could also be that there's a stolen credit card involved. That's true. Right? So apparently like these companies are so desperate for the reviews that they're going to leave themselves that they're just sending out product to random strangers hoping that nothing happens. Like hoping that like they don't know what this is or how they it got to them. And, and then they get the reviews. And then again, when you have a listing that has – Two, three, four hundred reviews. You feel a lot more comfortable with that listing than going with one with six reviews or zero reviews, right? So yes, you tell me they're actually shipping hundreds of them out. Apparently, well, I use FakeSpot. By the way, do you use FakeSpot? I don't know what that is. So FakeSpot is a company that, for free, will tell you if the Amazon rating, like what its real rating is. So, like in other words, you go to Amazon, like you said, if it doesn't have reviews, you're not buying it. For me, I like to see four stars or better before I'm buying something, unless it's like five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. But if it's if it's let's say, uh, unless it's a branded item, if you're right, going for right. a non-branded item, I need to know that people are are happy. Right, and so then there's the, always going to be the negative Nancys in the group, right? Everybody, every single uh, product that has a big amount of reviews is always going to have those you know those one star people that can never be happy. You can come to their house and show them how to work it. <laughs> And and do the job for them, and they're just never happy. The one star people, exactly. So now fake spot here. I just went to Amazon. I did a search for wireless earbuds. So here you have the Yabola wireless earbuds. It's four and a half rating, four and a half stars, nineteen thousand ratings. See, it's pretty that good, would, right? Yeah, that would get me a buy. Twenty five bucks. There's a thirty percent off coupon. You'd buy this in a heartbeat. Looks in just a like second. just like AirPods. But then fake spot. I installed their browser extension. By the way, you don't have to install their extension. They have a, an, an app, uh, uh, an iOS, and an Android app. You can install the app. You can get it on your mobile device. We happen to be on a computer right now. But if you're on a computer, one of the nice things is you install the browser extension. And right on the page, look at that, Fake Spot Reviews Analysis, it gives the company a C. Wow. And instead of four and a half stars, it's only two and a half stars. But what are they basing that on? So when, when you click on Analyze Reviews, if you want to know more, they'll tell you exactly how they came up with the review. So the, what they do is they have an AI that goes through every review and determines if it's authentic or not. How could they possibly know that? Well, they, they're going so, – so it is AI. It's, it's looking at the writing style, how similar are the writing styles, right? So then you know. So if it's one company shipping it to 300 people and it's that company writing all the reviews – so, so it's going to match the style of the reviews and saying the same person wrote right. all these reviews. Right. They'll look at the dates and they're cross-referencing all this information. Compare the dates. Compare the geographic locations, the email addresses. Oh, wow. They have a huge thing. I think that Amazon's eventually going to buy these guys. That's my personal opinion. And one of the cool things is when you install the browser extension, when you search on Amazon, it actually overrides the – star rating from Amazon and, and shows, shows you, you the legit. Exactly. So that same... Which is not necessarily perfect, right? It's not perfect, but look, here's one for twenty six ninety nine Zudi wireless earbuds. It's a half a star with... <laughs> half a star with close to 6,000 ratings. Half a star. And what is... And, 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 and on, it's... And on, on the, Amazon itself? It's five stars. Wow. Now you're going to... And the, the company grade is F. Now, are you... Now, maybe you're right. Maybe they're exaggerating. Maybe they're exaggerating. 
Who? Are, the company? No, maybe Fake Spot right. is not perfect. But are you going to buy this one or are you going to go with yeah, a different one? Yeah, find something else. Find There's something always 10,000 options exactly. on Amazon. Who needs it? Exactly. So check out Fake Spot. Uh, they're not. They didn't uh, can pay you us just for pull this up that one. listing again? I want to just see the one star reviews. Like they have to obviously have some one star reviews of which one the, of the of the Ziudi. The Ziudis. Okay, let's see the one stars. Don't be fooled. Not noise canceling. Garbage. 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 I know why they're twenty bucks. First, I got fifteen dollars to write a review, which I did. So don't trust any five star reviews here. Bingo. Wow. So Even, now you know it's legit, and this is right now. Like this is on December fifteenth. 2022 yeah. yes the guy wrote this review yeah was it a joke extremely cheap feel the positive reviews and original price are all fake was it a joke so yeah so i i, I believe i believe what that's you're saying that's a great item then yeah fake spot you should i i only buy on amazon with fake spot i don't buy anything before i check the fake spot rating wow all right sorry just now you can get back to your <laughs> Back to world. Back news? to your agenda. Back to world news. World news. It is. No, that was good. That was very informative, and I think we've helped people. I thought so. I thought okay, so. Good. So Russia only has one aircraft carrier. By the way, did you know that? America has like a bunch. How many do we have? We have eleven. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. That's not many. Yeah. How many countries have an aircraft carrier? I don't know. I think it's five. Really? Yeah. Okay. So looking right now, how many countries have? An aircraft carrier. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. America has eleven. Coming in at number two, it's a tie between the UK, Japan, India, Italy, and China. They all have two. Oh. So oh, America has we, eleven. We do have quite a <laughs> we bit. Have a lot of aircraft yeah. carriers. We might be overstocked. Yes. We've got a lot. Russia has this one. And Spain has one. Thailand has one. How Thailand have one? An aircraft carrier means you're basically, you know, you're serious, serious business. Because that means you could go to war anywhere. You send this aircraft carrier in and you got all your fighter planes there, right? You have a mobile base. for your Unless f- you're surrounded by 11 other aircraft carriers. <laughs> right. Then you just get the white flag out. Right. Exactly. So, so America, America has 11. Russia has one. It's really old, 1985. It recently had a major fire on it. There was talk about it being Ukraine, that Ukraine bombed it, but that hasn't been confirmed. Right now, according to spies, I guess, on the uh, American side, they're saying that if Russia tries to use it, it will immediately sink. <laughs> it's, it's in such bad conditions. That's, that's funny, but it, it's... No, it gets better. So this this is their last aircraft carrier. Uh, it's called the Admiral, Admiral Kuznetsov. Okay, it's a it's forty years old. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It like runs on coal or something. It runs on diesel. You have something. to have people in the basement like just <laughs> yeah, shoveling, shoveling coal in. into exactly. an oven. <laughs> so now one of the parties in the Russian parliament or whatever it's called, his name is uh, Karganov. He apparently. When the, the Soviet Union collapsed, one of the aircraft carriers was in control of Ukraine, which was part of the Soviet Union, and it was sold to China. <laughs> so this guy... You're saying they thought they were going out of business? Like, no, no. What, when, what? when the Soviet Union collapsed... Yeah. Why they are they selling fire stuff? Sale. They had no money. They, you know, it was a fire sale. Everything was... You know, that's where the oligarchs came from. That's where, you know, it was all corruption. There was nuclear warheads that went missing. Yeah, it's like bad news. Wow. So Ukraine's like, yeah, we don't need this. Let's sell it. They sold it to China. 
And so now, since they really don't have any aircraft carrier, this Russian member of uh, the Russian government is pushing for Russia to try to buy back their aircraft carrier. And he says, the way he said it, see if I can find the quote. By the way, this guy's like an... Wait, so China bought this thing. Oh, and they turned it... China bought it to turn it into a casino. What? <laughs> yeah. I told you it gets weirder. Like a like a, a, a like a mobile casino on the water. Is it still is, is it still in business? It doesn't say in the. Are article? there like slot machines still on it? Like the Russians are going to get it back, and it's going to have like roulette tables on yes. it. Look how Chinese play roulette. Is not how we play. What is table here? We try to win this war. <laughs> Oh, here's, here's, they're going to need quite the overhaul. Even if they do it on the off chance that they get back their air- aircraft carrier from China, <laughs> that's going to need quite the overhaul. Yes. <laughs> so this guy, he's an ultra-nationalist, right? So he's, he's very pro the invasion of Ukraine. So this is what he said. Here's the quote. After the collapse of the USSR, U- Ukraine preferred to sell it. In fact, for a price of a few bottles of vodka or price of scrap metal... <laughs> What do you mean? They gave it up at a at a bargain? That's what he's saying. For a few, few, bo- few bottles of vodka. Of Chinese vodka, no less. <laughs> we'll need total renovation. Total. We have to get everything out. Except slot machines. <laughs> Leave slot machine. So we'll follow this story. We'll see where it goes. Uh, in other news, coming out of Australia this time. So this cafe owner, uh, apparently there's, a, there's this cafe. It's, it's a Vietnamese cafe owned by a Vietnamese family. And they apparently had, they noticed that someone was stealing money, I guess, from the tip jar or whatever. And so they installed cameras and they found that it was a former employee who had made secret keys. And this is in a cafe. Yeah. Like this is not a major heist. Yes. Yes. He, so apparently the the thief made off with $2,500 over, over, let's say a couple of weeks. But here's the crazy part. So one of the times that the thief comes in, they see them on the on the cameras. Three people from the family come, grab the person, <laughs> cut their hair. <laughs> wait, wait. Your face. <laughs> it's great. I just it gets yeah. more bizarre yeah, as it's you bizarre. go. It's bizarre. Then l- lock him in cuffs, put him in a car, and drive to his mother's house. Like how did that go down? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Like hold him, hold him. I, I don't. It's like. What do they think he is, Samson? Like, <laughs> now he'll get never it. get away. He'll never leave now. <laughs> and then they take him to his mother's house and demanded the twenty five hundred. Now, why didn't the mother like call the police? Or... Wait a second. So, and the who, mother gave the twenty five hundred. The thief. The thief is just a, a random. Yeah. No, it was a an ex employee. Yeah, random ex employee. So it's just bizarre, bizarre stuff going on around the world. And in a sign that the recession is hitting hard, I have a story from Uganda. So he's a Ugandan farmer who has now decided to call it quits. He has 12 wives, but he said, no more. No more wives, no more children. <laughs> that's, that's it. He's reached his limit. He reached the limit. He has <laughs> 102 children from 12 wives. Here's the quote. Is that a record of some kind? My income has become increasingly, increasingly lower over the years due to rising living costs, and my family has grown increasingly larger. You think so? To put it bluntly. <laughs> 102 kids. How do you give attention to 102 children? I don't think you do. 
That's crazy. I think they're on their own. Does he even know all their names? Maybe he just takes two kids out every week. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know? I don't think he does. And look, he's not even that old. Look at this guy. Yeah. He's 67. He's he doesn't look 67. He, he looks good for he looks 67. Good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah, maybe that's what the secret is. You know what I'm 102 saying? kids. And I saw something interested jumping back to New York. A new ice cream store opened in New York. So it's a new ice cream store that was started by this, uh, I guess, social media influencer who used to work at uh, Cold Stone Creamery. And the thing about them is you order ice cream and check it out. Watch this video. Well, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you do. Are they throwing ice cream at them? <laughs> That's how you get your ice cream. What do you mean you get your ice cream? They chuck it at you? They chuck it at you. And you have to catch it with a bowl? Yeah. What happens if it falls on the floor? Yeah, sorry. That's your out? That's You're like out. your... That's yes. it. You just... Sorry, yes. come pay again. Upon ordering one of their novelty flavors, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Fruity Pebbles, Dark, dark Chocolate Strawberry, to name a few, they must catch their frozen dessert in their cup after it's lobbed in their direction. And the place is booming. Why I don't would understand anyone... what draws people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't what? Know. Look at this. Oh, is this crazy? She caught it in her hand. Yeah, this is crazy. We'll post this video in the WhatsApp. Oh, this is, this I wonder is, what happened to that guy. This, this is it. from He's the out? New York Post. Oh, okay. So here it is. They won't. They won't charge you for it if it drops. I should get to get back online though. Yeah. How, how is this? A, who came up with this business model? <laughs> Not only that, like all your profits are just falling onto the floor. Yeah. Because you have to replace that ice That's cream. That's what I'm saying. Who yeah. came up with this business model? I don't know, but apparently, well, I'll tell you who came up with it. Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> So, that's mean. <laughs> Poor guy. That's Poor mean. guy. But yeah, he, he can't do anything right. It's funny. He's asking the court to release $436 million of Robinhood shares so that he could pay for his criminal defense. You know, we didn't get too much into Sam Bank. We didn't. Freed. We didn't. He's and a we Jewish should because like, I would like to like have some wrap kind your of... head around yeah, it. I want to wrap my head around okay. what's happening. Can next you give me like the synopsis? Next week's episode. Let's hold it for next week's episode. Fine. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Clubcast. You can find us on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. Head over there. Follow us. But make sure to leave us a five-star review on Spotify. We love to read your reviews on Apple. You can shoot us an email. We're at hawk at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Make sure you visit our website. It is kiddishclubpodcast.com. There you'll find our a link to our WhatsApp group. You'll find a link to our Buy Me a Coffee page. Show us your support. And Kiddish Club out. And here's a sneak preview of our upcoming special. I, I sometimes imagine what it would would have looked like, like if I was the mashkiach when you were in yeshiva, what yeah. you looked like in yeshiva, and what was a da- the your life, the daily life, a of day in the life Bacher. of Walker Bacher. Bacher. That yeah. should be its own book. That should be a, book. a day in the life That's, of Walker Bacher. Yeah, I would love to do that one time. And, and I, I always did have very interesting relationships with the mashkiachs. Like usually, the way it would go is they would start off like super serious and like. You know, like the five stages of grief? It would yes. be like that. It would be like, first, like, Denial. you know, who, who this guy, exactly. who's eating kids? And then I would be like, I could turn him around. And I would just be like, you know, I hate you. And then it would turn into like, actually, we have a nice relationship. And I'll just leave it at that. You know, and we'd have like a funny relationship. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.